afternoon, America. Uh, that's not my music. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can fix this. Well, let me start over. I'm going to start over. Hold on. Good afternoon, America. This is Danger Close, USA Centrist Talk Radio, Resistance Radio until Donald Trump is impeached or uh, quits or resigns or whatever. I will be resisting. Got off work a little extra early today. More so than normal. A wee bit more extra normal. Uh, extra early, I should say. Sorry, I just had something fly out of my car. I was hoping it wasn't money. It looked like money. <laughs> oh, and for those who don't know, uh, my name is Jeff Kaufman. I'm the host of, of uh, like, a really dumb show. No, uh, I'm, my name is Jeff Kaufman. I'm the host of Centrist Talk Radio, um, which is a radio podcast thing I do out of my family's vehicle on the way to work and on the way home from work. You get two podcasts a day, roughly 17 to 23 minutes apiece, depending on traffic. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm part of the resistance, <clears throat> if you could say that, and uh, I basically just rant and rave and go on and on about uh, really irrelevant shit. Uh, I'm a I'm a blue collar American. If you're not familiar with my show, I'm I'm, I'm trying to familiarize you so you have an understanding. Uh, if you already know my show, you can fast forward for the next thirty seconds or so. Um, totally not a Trump supporter, not at all, not any way, shape, or form. I have no love for the Trump. Just bear with me. Um. Sometimes I actually have things I want to talk about that are important. And sometimes I just rant for the 17 to 23 minutes it takes me to get home. Or to work. Whichever I'm doing for the day. Some people have said, I've actually gotten a couple replies from a few people and they said they love my show. And then I had a couple replies. Uh, someone actually sent me a text the other day and said that my show was redundant. But uh, out, of the, out of the three uh, messages I've gotten so far... Um, I was told that I was doing rather well and that uh, they liked my show. But uh, one guy had to be a dick. It's okay. I'm a dick too. Uh, and, uh, well, the good compliments, the good compliments I got far outweighed the bad. I had one shitty compliment or comment and I just, I'm going to blow that off. I'm not going to pay attention to it. It's not worth my time. Because I'm not doing this to make money, obviously. So there's nothing at stake. I'm not worried about uh, uh, being uh, character assassinations or anything like that. Like, I don't really care what anybody thinks of me. I've, uh, I've burnt the bridge to civilization a long time ago. <laughs> I really, I don't have any qualms with... Uh, Anybody and their opinion of me, I, you know, it doesn't bother me. I'm nobody. I'm a blue-collar worker. Literally. I roll around in dirt for a living. 
amongst other things. But I'm just being honest. I mean, I really don't give a shit what anybody thinks of me. I mean, why should I? Uh, I'm an American. You know, I, I've got the backbone the size of a, of a hippopotamus. I, I, I've got an opinion like everybody else got. A, I mean, I you know, everybody's got an asshole. I've got an asshole. You've got an asshole. Everybody in the world's got an asshole. And everybody's got an opinion. And uh, I just happen to have one, too. And I'm not afraid to express it. And I don't give a damn what anybody thinks. Um, I really would love to be, uh, you know, have someone say, boy, I would love for you to, to be a host on this radio show. I, that'd be great. I would love to get paid to do this. I would love to get out of the uh, blue-collar business. But uh, don't think for a second, just because I stop doing blue-collar work, I will never stand up for the blue-collar man. Because um, if it wasn't for men like me, this world wouldn't be able to go around. It, it, it would spin sideways and fall over. Because uh, uh, manual labor is, is something that most people don't do. And uh, a lot of people think that I shouldn't be proud. You know, I've actually had people try to insult me by attacking what I do for a living and attacking who I am as a man. Oh, you're just a blue-collar worker. You know, I, I have more pride in my pinky than I should. Uh, I have to bite down and bite my tongue a lot around people. Because uh, people who have never had to actually work for a living, and when I say work for a living, I mean bust their ass, sweat, bleed, get bruises, uh, put up with bullshit that they would never be able to put up with in their entire life. I mean, they wouldn't be able to put up with it. Uh, you have to have thick skin and low self-esteem to do some of the shit I've done. I'm just saying. And I'm not afraid to say it. I mean, I, I'm proud of who I am as an American. And I'm proud of being American. And I'm proud of every American out there, whether you're blue-collar, white-collar, whatever you are. If you love this country, I love you. I mean, I don't know what to say. Uh, if you like Donald Trump and you support him more than you support this fucking country, pack your shit, get the fuck out. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I don't understand how anybody can support that fucking moron. I don't get it. I don't try to fucking think about it, but I just don't understand. And I don't want to. There's nothing there that he does that makes any sense to me. And the man's a fucking ignoramus, Motherfucker. I, I, I'm sorry. Oh, and, you know, if you've just now discovered my show, understand I cuss and curse a lot. Because I don't give a shit. I have, I have no fear of uh, being censored because this is nothing to me. I have nothing at stake here. My reputation is... I really don't care. My reputation is I'm a dad and a husband, and that's all that matters to me. I, I'm not anything else. Uh, I work for a guy. Uh, he pays me fair. It's been slow the last couple of weeks because that's just the season, hopefully. Crossing my fingers. Uh, you know, there's steel tariffs. I hope they're not doing copper tariffs because we work with copper. A lot of fucking copper. I, you know, I, I'm just saying. Uh, I don't like Donald Trump. I don't like anything about him. I don't think he's a, a very good American. I don't think he's a very good man. I have no respect for him whatsoever, and I don't understand how anybody can ignore the shit that he's done and be like, oh, he's the next Messiah. I mean, wake up. Smell the coffee. I mean, I don't know. Take a shot of Focalin. Do something. But don't tell me he's good for this country, because look what he's doing. Just today I read in the news that uh, the funding for HUD is gone. 
elderly people will no longer have housing. Hopefully, the people that these elderly people are renting from uh, don't treat them like shit because they can't afford to pay. And they, I mean, I hate to see a bunch of elderly people become homeless. But that's the president we have, folks. He's willing to take money from 800,000 Americans. Coast Guard. The TSA. Border Patrol. Not getting paid. And now, elderly could, theoretically, in the next few weeks, if this doesn't change rapidly, become homeless. Homeless old people. That's our fucking president. Congratulations. Fucking A. That's wonderful. What a fucking douchebag. Yeah, that's the people I want to hurt. The homeless. I mean, the elderly. I'm going to go after the fucking elderly. That's that's a fucking moron. If you support him, just do me a favor. Don't ever fucking talk to me. <laughs> just find somebody else to discuss fucking shit with because I don't want anything to do with you. If you're that fucking dumb and you can't see the fucking the sunshine through the fucking clouds, boy, I don't want nothing to do with you. I mean, I got no... I got... Shh. Come on. I got better things to do than try to have a conversation with someone who cannot see Donald Trump for who he is and what he is. I mean, I, uh, it's gone past that point where it's excusable. It's it's actually, it's uh, it's dubious to be saying to me that you support the son of a bitch now. It's like, what do you have? The Russians got shit on you too? I mean, I'll be right back. This is Danger Close USA, Centrist Talk Radio, Resistance Talk Radio. This is your host, Mr. Badass Jeff Kaufman. Six foot, almost one. 228 pounds of fearless asshole-ish, if that makes any sense. Hang in there, I'll be right back. cigarette I've had in probably about four hours. Oh, yeah. You know what else I wish I had? A big, fat chicken leg. I don't know what I'm saying. No, I'm not going to. No, no, I'm not going to admit to be. I am not going to admit to being a uh, 420 advocate. But I think they should legalize it. I think they should tax the living bejesus out of it. Why not? I mean, I mean, Lord Almighty. Alcohol. Cigarettes. They're, they're plenty, plenty bad for you. But yet you can go and you can buy them across the counter. But Lord Almighty, you cannot go buy a joint. I mean, come on. The marijuana is a gateway drug. Yeah, okay. You know what? It's a gateway drug. Fucking alcohol and cigarettes. Those are gateway drugs. Okay? Nicotine and alcohol. Two of the biggest gateway drugs in the world. And they're perfectly legal. Once you turn 21, you can go buy it. Congratulations. I mean, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people, they started out fucking drinking and smoking cigarettes and moved on to pot. So let's just be honest. 
Uh, nobody likes honesty nowadays, folks. Nobody wants to hear honest truth. Nobody wants to know the truth. Nobody wants the facts. Nobody wants to hear it. All people want to do is be fed dookie. And they're happy with it. Happy. They don't care. Doesn't matter to them. Just as long as what they're told fits their fantasy. Speaking of fantasies, my wife got a friend request. 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 My friend, uh, my wife, my friend, <laughs> my wife got a friend request from some woman on Facebook. And she gave, it the, gave me her phone and said, do you know this person? I said, no. So I scrolled through this lady's profile. Obviously a huge gun advocate. Um, every other post that she put on Facebook was some kind of meme about guns. And uh, one was where this guy was sitting in a pickup truck and he had his AR-15 in his lap. Uh, and it said on the bottom, uh, when your sister calls and she's crying. Oh, okay. We don't beat the shit out of people anymore? We got to take a gun with us when we go to confront the sister's boyfriend? I mean, that's how weak we've become as a nation. We don't go handle shit like we used to. We gotta get an AR-15 with 30 rounds in it to go beat up our fucking sister's boyfriend. I mean, that's, that's fucking bullshit. I'm just saying, people are proud of this shit. Proud of it, proud of it, proud of it. I love, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I love guns. I support the Second Amendment. What I, don't su- what I don't support are stupid people with guns. And a lot of the people that support the Second Amendment are stupid. And they shouldn't have guns. They're too fucking dumb. And someone like that uh, looks at a meme like that and says, Oh, that's perfect. That That's, oh, I love that meme. That's great. Well, yeah, taking a human life, that's great. You know, you've never taken a human life and you have no idea how it hurts. Or how it'll haunt you for the rest of your life. Now, some people can just shrug it off. That's fine. There's plenty of people I know who served in the military that took human life and they shrug it off. But I'm sure in the back of their head, it, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm not there. I'm not them. But I'm just saying. Hey, you got these people that just look at these memes about guns, and they think it's fucking great. Oh, it's funny. Look, this guy's going to take care of his sister because she called him, and his sister's, his sister's crying, and he had to get his AR-15 to go handle that shit. I don't know. I've, I've been in plenty of fist fights in my life. I didn't have, have to have an AR-15 in the back of my pickup truck to make me feel a little safer about getting in a fist fight. I've picked fights with assholes who had guns, and I didn't have a gun. I just, fuck it. I don't, I'm not afraid of people. You know, I used to be a bouncer down in Florida. That was a little bit more of a... That was tougher. But, you know, bigger. Used to weight lift, boxed, rowboated, bicycled, jogged. I wasn't afraid of shit. And I just spent a good portion of my life realizing that getting your ass kicked for money isn't fun. But that sure teaches you a few things. And you learn quickly. I mean, you have to. It's... it's that's. I mean, you're getting paid to bounce. And I can remember one particular night, uh, we had a group of people come in uh, to this strip club I worked at as a bouncer. And, uh, you know, the rules in the strip club is you can't touch the ladies. I mean, you probably gently put your hand on their hip or something. I mean, that would be about it. But you grab their boobs, you start grabbing ass. Unless the, the stripper's okay with it, which I'd say nine times out of ten they're not. A lot of them are married. A lot of them are going to school. They got call. They're going to school to be a freaking nurse or a doctor. I mean, there's our. I've I've worked with a lot of strippers. I wor- I've worked with a lot of strippers, and I'll tell you, a lot of them were going to school trying to trying to make a better life for themselves. And uh, where else could they get a job where they could make five six hundred dollars in one night? 
And so I, I can't blame them for wanting to be a, a, well, not wanting to be a stripper, but for doing the job as a stripper. But a lot of them had husbands and, and boyfriends and kids. And they were just doing it because of the money. And they were going to school at the same time. So, I mean, I'm just saying, you have rules. You can't touch the girls. And I'm sure there were some I worked with that were oh, perfectly okay with you touching them. They didn't care. You know, do whatever you want to me. It's money, 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 money. I don't care. Some of them had husbands. They wanted to at least go home and say, look, I might have danced around naked in front of a bunch of men, but nobody touched the goods. I'm just saying. But, uh, you know, I had a group of guys come in, and they were uh, rowdy and rude and uh, didn't obey the rules. We had two bouncers calling sick that night. So it was me and this other guy. And I had to tell these eight guys that it was time to go. Because uh, they apparently uh, really physically were being physical with one of the girls. And the owner came up to me and said, do your job. So I said, boys, <clears throat> in the nicest monotone that I could, I said, boys, uh, look, uh, and I had to warn them twice beforehand. And it was like talking to a couple kids, you know, a bunch of kids. Like a bunch of, you know, kindergartners at Disneyland. Everybody calm down. Now, and uh, I went up there and I said, boys, look, uh, we've got a problem. I need to ask you guys to leave. As I've warned you three times now, not to touch the ladies. Uh, a couple of you in the VIP room. And you're a little physical with the girls. And the older wants you to leave. And they laughed at me. And I said, well, look, I'm, you know, I'm not asking. I'm telling you guys. I said, either you leave or uh, I'm going to have to escort you out. Okay. I'm a big guy. I mean, I was I was a lot bigger then. But bigger. More buff and, you know. Uh, and these guys were big. It was like a freaking football team. And uh, one of them laughed at me. He said, what are you going to do? And, uh, well, let's just put it this way. From that table they were sitting at to the uh, front door, which I would say was maybe 80 feet. Let's just say 80 feet. From that table to that front door... I got my ass handed to me. But somehow I managed to keep getting them closer and closer to that front door. And uh, eventually it poured out into the freaking parking lot. And uh, I just had the guy that was working with me close the door behind me as I was being dragged out, kicked, punched, thrown, handcuffed. I mean, <laughs> headlocked, tossed to the ground, stepped on, stomped on, kicked. I mean, but I kept getting up. I don't know why I'm telling you this story. I forgot where I was going with this. But, uh, you know, I managed to get him out. But I got my fucking ass beat. I mean, I was beat. I mean, both black. My nose broken. My jaw fucking dislocated. I mean, I was fucked up. Couldn't move my right arm. I thought it was broken. It wasn't. But I just couldn't move it. <clears throat> I don't. I forgot where I was going with this. I wish I had a script. But anyways, that happened to me. So, I mean, I know a little bit about getting your ass beat. What the hell was I talking about? I don't know if I should do this for a living. <laughs> I need assistance. I need people that can go, okay, Jeff, listen, you were talking about this. Okay, great. I just went to the dollar store and had to buy toilet paper because we ran out of toilet paper at the house this morning. I had to go to work. My wife's like, we have no toilet paper. One of my sons is in the bathroom. Dad, we have no toilet paper. I'm like, there were five rolls in there yesterday. So I go and look, and there's like no toilet paper. And I'm going, well, here, here's a face cloth. Wipe your ass with this. What? Well, I'm like, what do you want me to do? Tell him to leave the shit in his, on his, in his ass crack and go to school? I mean, I did shit happens. You run out of toilet paper. I, I'm, I'm sure other people out there can relate to me. It happens. I mean, I buy those big things of toilet paper, and, you know, you dig through it, and you think, oh, look, there's four rolls in there, and then a couple days later, you're, there's none. It's like the, the toilet paper gremlin stole it all. 
So I had to go buy toilet paper on the way home, and uh, I was I was thinking to myself, you know, this is funny because I, I could have, you know, I, I my wife's been home all alone without toilet paper, and she's a little bit of a prissy girl. She's a princess, but um, uh, I just thinking to myself, boy, she's gonna be happy when I come home. It'd be like coming home with a freaking winning lottery ticket. I'm sure she's gonna be excited. She's like, oh, you brought me toilet paper. I remember where I was going. Well, anyways, you know, whatever happened to the days we used to get, we, you know, fist fights settled things. I mean, that used to be the thing. You, you had a problem with someone, you had a fist fight. You had a problem dealing with someone, you had a fist fight. Fist fights settled a lot of shit when I was a kid. I mean, I had a guy who wanted to kick my ass, you know, in school. And I, I, I was like, let's go. Oh, I don't want to get suspended because of you. I'm like, okay, look, here's my bus number. You drive, right? He's like, yeah, I can follow my bus. When I get to my bus stop, I'll get out and we can fight. And a bus driver named Ed. And Ed was cool. He pulled over the bus so everybody could watch. And we got to the bus stop and uh, he, he pulled over off to the side of the road. And everybody that was on that bus fucking leaning out the windows cheering me on. And it was one of the best fist fights I've ever been in my life. Dwayne Norland, if you're out there. Dwayne Norland, thank you. That was one of the best fights I've ever had in my life as a teenage boy. It was great. It was a knockdown, drag out, fisticuff, beat the shit out of each other. Nobody won. It was a draw. He, he tried saying he won one day. And we were sitting at a friend's house, and this was like fucking three years later. And he's like, oh, I remember you. And I'm like, yeah, dude, we had a big old fight, dude, at my bus stop when I was a kid. He's like, yeah, I whipped your ass. I said, no, dude, it was a draw. No, dude, I whipped your ass. You want to try again? I said, you really want to fight me now? And he looked at me, and he's like, oh, well, it's not necessary. Just admit I, admit I won. I said, I'm not admitting you won. I said, admit I won. He's like, I'm not saying you won either. I said, well, then I guess we're back, fucking right back at it again, aren't we? Dick. And he's like, well, I think I whipped your ass more than you whipped mine. I said, dude, nobody won. Oh, yeah. I tore your watch off. I'm like, okay, you tore my watch off, but did I ever hit the fucking ground? He goes, no. I said, well, okay, well, you didn't win. But who did hit the ground? Dwayne. Who went face first into the freaking asphalt? Dwayne. Who got his shirt pulled over the top of his head? And his fist, his hand, his freaking face met my fist, I don't know how many times. And he got dropped. He went down. He went face first right into the asphalt. Just laid there for a good 10 seconds, got up, and it started over again. And it, finally, the bus driver had to get off uh, old old man Ed. He used to let us smoke on the bus. I blame him for my cigarette smoking. No, he, he used to say, okay, right-handed cigarettes only, boys. The goody-two-shoes two, the goody are off the bus. You can light up, and we'd smoke cigarettes in the back of the bus. Loved that bus driver. He used to let us seat surf. We'd be going down, the high, we'd be going down this road called Hillsboro, and there was no, nobody ever on this road. It was just a, a very... It was it was in the boonies, and he would literally swerve through lane through lane, you know, no no traffic ever, and we were allowed to, to ride the seats, like stand up where you sit and like try to seat surf. We called it seat surfing, and he let us smoke cigarettes. As soon as the goody two shoes got off, that's what he'd say. As soon as the goody two shoes got off, boys, you can light up them right hander. Don't ever light up the left hander in my bus. <laughs> but yeah, he finally got out of the bus with a broom and broke us up, and uh. He grabbed my arm and raised it, and he was like, Victor, you know, I was the victor, I won. And, of course, that pissed Dwayne off. But, you know, I'm just saying, Dwayne Norland, you're out there. I know, I, I know you remember that fight if you ever listened to the show. I know uh, it was worth every minute. I didn't get my ass beat, and I guess neither did you. I'll admit to the fact I think it was a draw, uh, even though I, I remember his face planting, uh, being planted into the asphalt. I still think, well, you know what? Yeah, I, you know, if if he just stayed down, it would have been great. I would I would say I won, but uh, you know, it was just one of those drag out. You know, I punch you, you punch me. You just stand there, and just boom, 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 boom. But what the whole point of this thing was is that nobody had a gun. Nobody needed a gun to deal with it. 
You know what I mean? He didn't bring a gun to deal with me. I didn't bring a gun to deal with him. But, you know, these people that are total gun fanatic advocates, you know, they put these little memes up on their profile and they're like, look, I got a gun. You know, and I'm going to go visit my girlfriend's boyfriend. Okay. You don't kill somebody because your sister called crying. Okay. You don't need a gun to go visit somebody. That's how pussified a lot of gun owners are. They can't handle actual confrontation. Everything that leads to a confrontation leads to a gun. Yo, you don't agree with me? I pull out a gun. Uh, You did something bad to somebody in my family? I pull out a gun. I mean, the gun is for self-defense, not for offense. It's not when you go visit the, uh, the boyfriend that's dating your sister. It's not, unless he did something really horrible. I mean, really, really horrible. But still, even then, beat the shit out of him, call the cops and have him come pick him up. I'm just saying, I, I own guns. I, I cherish the Second Amendment. But I don't cherish stupid people with guns. The stupid people with guns piss me off. Just saying. Anyways, this is Danger Close USA, Century Talk Radio. This was your host, Jeff Kaufman. I bid you farewell. I hope you have a good day. Um, Don't work too hard, America.